Well, hello, and thank you for joining my podcast. My name is Jesse Cantu, and I will be discussing the topic of dealing with children who are behavior problem in the classroom. Now, many of you may not be teachers, but for those of you who are, you understand that you have these type of children in your class. Maybe one, maybe two, you may be unfortunate enough to have quite a few. But either way, we have to deal with these children. So, in a paper that I wrote about dealing with behavior children, I'm going to discuss a couple of methods that I found useful to help you dealing with these children. Now, many of the severe behavior children are used to being punished. They've been in the system for quite a long time, and they've been punished by principals and teachers and assistant principals. And over the years, they've kind of grown a shield to this. It doesn't bother them anymore to say, hey, I'm going to send you to DHAR, or hey, I'm going to call your mother. All right? At this point, once the children's behaviors become so severe, they really don't care. So, rather than using the stick as a as a way to get children what to do, I decided to go ahead and use the carrot. And what the carrot method is, is it just talks about rewarding a children, a child for behavior that you want them to do. So if a child does get up and he goes to his desk and sits down quietly for a little bit of time, go by the child and say, Bobby, Susie, thank you for being so quiet. Reward them. Make them feel special. This makes, uh, this makes a child like it. They feel better. They want to please the teacher. You know, I, I believe that no child is inherently bad. So all children want to please somebody. So by going up there and rewarding them, just something simple is just saying thank you, some small praise, the child will be excited. And they may want to do it again. Another thing to do is, you know, you can give them small rewards. Um, dealing with elementary kids, they love pencils. Uh, you can buy a pack of colored pencils cheap, probably about 20 colored pencils from the dollar store. Um, so that makes it very cheap, five cents a pencil. And all you have to do is say, little Mike, you know, you did a very good today. Here's a little pencil. You know, and pencils may not be Mike's thing, but pencils may be Susie's thing. The point is with this is that no child is the same. So whenever you're dealing with the child, you have to develop a specific type of reward system for that child. You know, dealing with behavior with these children, you have to be specific per child. No two children are going to be alike. Now, you may be able to use some of the tactics you used on one child with another child, but you may still have to change it up a little bit. But it's very important that you do that. Another tactic that I found useful was just pairing up with a student, with somebody maybe they like, and that's just a small reward system. By allowing Susie to work with Janet, you know, she's able to work with the partner, and Janet may be a good student. Actually, Janet has to be a good student in this situation because you don't want the other student to reinforce the bad student's negative behavior. So if you pair the student up with another student that they like and the other student, and you make the other student a good student, then these two students will work well together. That's one way to get a student to work and be quiet while having them have a partner system. This is a reward to them, and they're happy to be working with somebody and completing their work. Again, though, you must praise the student and say, you know, I'm really proud of the work you've done. Congratulations. Now, I deal a lot with high school students, and one thing I found is that, you know, they're in high school, lots of students have, you know, it's a, high school is a troubling time for a lot of young adults. And at this point, you know, they're really confused about things. I've often found that instead of yelling at the student just to say, you know, hey, are you okay? What's going on? Just ask them about their day. Maybe trying to find the root of the problem. Because at this point, you know, a child is more able to identify the feelings that they're having. They feel less confused. I'm not saying they're not confused because at this age, children are really confused. I myself was totally lost. But I had a better grasp on what I was feeling, and I was able to describe it to somebody when they asked me. So just by asking the student, hey, is everything okay? What's going on? You may be able to get the answer then. You know, and you may find out, hey, well, you know, my parents are getting divorced or 
you know, we had to move, you know, from our apartment again. And this child may have had to move from different apartments to apartments over, you know, had to live in three different places for the past three months. So, you know, that could make them upset. So just by listening to the student, asking them questions, you may be able to get to the root of the problem and showing them that, you know, you are someone who cares and you're someone they can talk to. Well, this concludes my podcast. I'm glad you came and listened, and thank you for your time. Join me next week. We'll be discussing hall monitoring. Is it necessary or is it not?